Inspire with the CEDP mission team. Connecting with teachers to transform students' experience of religious education. So welcome to the podcast, to the Stage 3 team from Girawain, from St. Anthony's. Glad to have you along. Uh, today we're going to have a look at the learning cycle from Stage 3, Learning Cycle 7. What is the nexus between prayer and Christian discipleship? Rob, would you like to kick us off and let us know as the REC, how did you support um, the the planning and, and the prep before the team went in to teach this in the classroom? We've been very fortunate this year, Scott, uh, with the support CEDP has given us in terms of staff resourcing. Uh, that's meant for our school in terms of our context. We've used that opportunity to provide teachers with additional planning time outside of class. So to prepare for this term, for example, uh, we set up a one-hour workshop to start with uh, where the teachers sat down with me and Louise and Jen, for example, we worked through and unpacked that learning cycle together and looked at some of the essential content and the learning expectations and how they connected back to the rationale and the dispositions. Uh, Then they had some planning time together uh, and that was their own work together. Their stage coordinator, Tanya, spent some time with them through that and then some time to check back with me uh after that to just see that they were confident they were heading in the right direction for the term and then during the course of the term uh i've been able to touch base and check in at different times visit the classroom as well uh to see how things are progressing with the learning cycle terrific i can hear that um there's been a lot of support there throughout the time, not only from yourself, Rob, but also from the other members of the leadership team, which is great. It sounds like it has really been a whole school approach. It definitely has. Uh, one of the things we've tried to do is make sure that our whole leadership team is on board with what's happening. They've definitely been very eager and proactive in wanting to uh, keep in the loop with what's happening with the curriculum. So they've just as they've been just as excited about getting in and seeing what's happening and engaging in that learning as much as anybody else has. That's great to hear. Uh, Jenny and Louise, can I take you back to that first time that you had a look at that page and the fourth word on there was nexus. I can only imagine what your your response was. I think that was the beauty of that planning session. So um, we had Robert there and he could, that, that was actually our starting point where we broke down the vocabulary so that we knew the theology behind it. Um, throughout our teaching, the UCAT has been a really good reference point, um, both the UCAT um, for us and for the children's version as well. Um, there was actually a beautiful chapter um, in the UCAT for the children about prayer. So a lot of our teaching and their inquiry came from that. So for the, for the benefit of our listeners, the UCAT is the Youth Catechism. So it is the Catechism of the Catholic Church and it's uh, a youth version, and there's another one which is for even younger readers, and that's the UCAT for kids. And as part of that planning, it also gave us um, some time to anticipate the students' wonderings. And then from there, we obviously got the children to write down their knows and needs to knows based on the driving question. Out of curiosity, how did you go in anticipating their wonderings? Jenny, do you want to speak to that? Yes, yeah, so we kind of 
we knew straight away that they were going to ask us, what does nexus mean? What does contemplation mean? What does praxis mean? So we thought, let's give them a driving question with the actual definitions. And then when we unpack um, the driving question, then we'll really tell, truly tell them what it means, but through an experiential opportunity. So we kind of anticipated they would ask us, um, how do we become a Christian disciple? You know, what are the what is the journey that we need to get there and what is Nexus and so on and so on. So we did anticipate that they were going to sort of go down that path and they truly did. And they even asked us, you know, to become a Christian discipleship, but sorry, to become a Christian disciple, what do we have to do? And can we become a Christian disciple if we are not Catholic or if we are not Christian? So we anticipated that was going to be their nose and needs to nose. And, um, yeah, we sort of just went from there. Were there any surprises along the way when you were delivering this learning cycle to your students? So for me, I found, and for us as a grade, there was two main um, curveballs that were that was truly thrown at us. One of them was, if God really loves us, why does he give us trials and tribulations? And the second one was, if we do everything that we have to do as a Christian, such as praying, going to church, being a good leader, would we still achieve or reach the act of metanoia? So those were two curveballs that were sort of thrown at us and we didn't really know what to do. So we were, we were thinking about it and there, those were some good wonderings and we didn't really expect them to come out, come out and up with those wonderings. So... Yeah, those were some pretty interesting curveballs that we did have to unpack. Wow, there's some deep stuff in there. Louise, how did you go about responding to those? Or was that already built into your your planned learning cycle? In regards to metanoia, um, we found that very hard to, I guess, to teach. So we went back to the scripture passage of Zacchaeus and um, we had the children study that story and we had a look look at Zacchaeus's um, spiritual conversion um, then we tried to relate it to our own lives. Um, we also, I guess, use the heart for that. So thinking about our own heart and ways that we have had a change of heart um, and actions that we have also done to change an, another person's heart. Um, a good, uh, I guess, teaching experience that also came from that was looking at saints. So looking at how um St. Ignatius and St. Paul, um, how they actually experienced metanoia in their lives. Um, and we spoke to the children and said that, you know, metanoia is, a, is something that um, takes a long time to happen and um, it's not ha- something that's going to happen, um, you know, straight away or some people may not even reach that metanoia. So that was some big learning for us as well as the children. Wow. I can. I wish I was a fly on the wall in the, in that classroom as those questions were asked for a couple of reasons. I'd love to see your expressions as they <laughs> as those questions were posed, but also just to know the 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 experience to the, to see the experiences that you created for the students for them to come to that realization. Can you speak to me about um, about those experiences? Because everything that you're saying here sounds sounds like it's about students. And yet when I look at the learning cycle, I've got this in front of me, and I can see that they're asking questions that are related to the learning cycle. Sometimes people hear the word inquiry and think that the students are just asking whatever they want. How is it that you you tailored this pathway so that the students were asking questions about the these areas of essential content? 
So every time we had um, a new contributing question, we always took on knows and needs to knows. And when students did have some great wonderings, as we are going through different lessons, we would write it down and just stick it on a needs to know because we, we sort of knew that that's something that we really to, we needed to unpack and tackle. So it was very important to us to kind of get a glimpse of where, where the students were at um, in regards to the contributing question and in regards to um, the class contributions. And that's sort of where our wonderings kept leading down to a different path or when we or when we would come together, for example, with the story of Zacchaeus and we were talking about metanoia, they kind of got the concept of metanoia, but it was still like they needed they needed more knowledge and that's when we decided to go with, okay, let's have let's have a PBL, let's get them together and really think about two two different saints that portray metanoia in two different ways. And that's sort of the path that we were taking um, and inquiring every time um, they had a wondering or we introduced a new contributing question. And, and that was the great thing about this unit because we didn't know where it was going to go. We just sort of went with the students' wondering and um, where we believed we needed to focus sort of our energy on and really unpack scripture or unpack the meaning of different um, different things that we were learning about. You named there very specifically, you said two different saints that, that um, you know, you named that it was important that they were different. Tell me about that. Louise, do you want to, do you want to pick up that notion that, that you had two different saints because you thought that would help to unpack an idea? I think with choosing the two different saints, we went with um, who we thought we knew best in terms of the saints, so who we were comfortable in in teaching. Um, then from there, we got um, we split up into our classes six green and six W, and each class became an expert on that saint. And then their job was then to um, get with a buddy who hadn't learnt about that saint and um, teach that to. Um, uh, another person. Um, so I guess in terms of choosing the saints, it was who Jen and I felt more comfortable in um, in teaching the children about. That also comes down to your the, your witness as well, the, the saint that has, has spoken to you in some way, I'm sure. And the fact that you were able to then build some knowledge for the students and yet they still had some autonomy in there given that they were able to then share their learning with someone else. So it's not all teacher talk, is it? Thank you, thank you, Louise and Jen, for sharing um, your your thinking and your thought processes behind such a uh, what would have seemed, I think, like a pretty overwhelming and complex collection of ideas. We've got metanoia, nexus, Christian discipleship, contemplation, and yet, from what you're saying, the students are really flourishing in terms of their knowledge of that. Rob, any last words before we finish up? Oh, simply to say that the whole team at our school at St Anthony's are doing a fantastic job but to think about one of the great areas of growth we've seen in this curriculum giving that opportunity for inquiry really has enabled us to see how far students can take their learning uh, which presents with it too the added challenge particularly in a stage like stage three year five year six uh, but those students with their wonderings and their uh, and their questions can really challenge teachers in terms of their their knowledge and their formation and their uh, skills and capacity. But our our team, especially Louise and Jenny, and our Year Five team as well, working on this learning cycle, 
have really risen to that challenge and have done a fantastic job with their students. Well, thanks very much for joining us and we look forward to hearing how how things continue on the journey of inquiry, mutual inquiry between teachers and students at St Anthony's of Kerrawane. Thanks, team. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.